This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, Sarah Marshall from You're Wrong About. Hi, Wendy. Joins us as we dive deep into the mystery of blue balls to find out, is it real? So blue balls is this idea that people can get an awful pain in their balls if they get aroused but don't ejaculate. And this idea has been around for a really long time. But recently, TikTok kind of blew up when this guy said that blue balls aren't real, that it's something men make up to pressure women to have sex with them. And we at Science Versus were like, what? Is blue balls a total scam? Hmm. Some doctors that we called up said, you know, blue balls kind of make sense because blood pools into your genitals, including your balls, when you get aroused. And, you know, that blood could build up and cause some pressure and pain if it sticks around. But then one neurologist told me that that theory is, quote, entirely unproven. So to find out more, I called up Dr. Jonathan Shallot. He's at Mary Bridge Children's Hospital in Tacoma, Washington. And back in 2000, he published this case report in a fancy academic journal called Pediatrics. And it was about this 14-year-old boy who'd been fooling around with his girlfriend, didn't ejaculate, and soon after had this incredibly painful feeling in his balls. And Jonathan diagnosed this pretty quickly. It was like, oh my God, this is blue balls. This is blue balls. Okay, so since that paper was published 21 years ago, and to give you a sense, this is when Kryptonite by Three Doors Down was on the radio. Like, <laughs> um, Okay, since that time, there has been no research into blue balls. And I talked to Jonathan about this. Do you know that you are the one paper on blue balls? Like the only... The only paper. The only paper. And you wrote it 20 years ago? Right. This is crazy to me. Crazy. It, it, it's, there's nothing, it's unprecedented. There's nothing like it in medicine. I am it. I, like, there's no other subject where you can say, many people have written about high blood pressure. Many people have written about whatever. I am it. Which you is, are Dr. Blue Balls. <laughs> Yeah, I am the blue balls guy, Dr. Blue Balls. <laughs> How can nothing be written about blue balls? And this rang some huge alarm bells in my head because men's health problems tend to get a lot of attention compared to women's. So, right. Right? So, like, it's not often you would see a problem with men and penises that isn't getting some medical love. And, you know, literally a study came out this year looking at funding from the National Institutes of Health. And it found that in nearly three quarters of the cases where a disease affected mostly one gender, the disease affecting men got more money. Mm -hmm. So either women's diseases were underfunded or the disease that affects men were overfunded. 
What what is this making you think about in the world of blue balls? This lack of attention does seem curious because it's like even with generally neglected issues of women's health, there's more research and more more papers. Exactly, than that. exactly. Like there's more papers on the G spot yeah. which doesn't exist. So how, <laughs> in the words of Jonathan, how can nothing be written about blue balls? Yeah, um, and then. So I started thinking, like, maybe this is just really, really rare. Like, it happened to guys mm-hmm. like Sam. It hmm. happened in the case report. And then it becomes, like, a legend that's, like, be, you know, be careful or else the blue balls exactly. will get you. Exactly. And it, then it becomes this useful <laughs> tool for some men to use to get sex and then it just kind of blows up or something. And so with the research cupboard so bare naked we did our own informal survey uh which is now literally the biggest survey on blue balls that i could find nice sciencing thank you here's what what we discovered oh my god more than 1200 people with penises responded and we asked them Mm -hmm. when you've approached orgasm but didn't ejaculate have your testicles or the area around them ever hurt or felt achy Just over 60% said yes. Hmm. But Mm -hmm. then when we asked them how painful was it, Mm. only 7% said that it was severe, like a sharp or stabbing pain. And then zooming out to all of the people with penises who've experienced this, most of them said that the pain didn't happen every time. It was actually mostly rare or even very rare. Right. So some academics told us that one reason why there's probably no research here is because it's not that painful very often. This is a rare phenomenon. Another reason is because the treatment here is actually pretty simple. Like, for one, you could just wait it out and the pain will probably go away on its own. Hmm, right. And there is another sort of very obvious thing you could do. You could have a wank. <laughs> and when you think about it, Jonathan was like, this is also kind of cool. What other medical condition where the treatment is 100% safe, 100% effective, and pleasurable? Wow. Wow. Right? There, there's nothing else in medicine that you can say that to. You take aspirin, it has side effects. You t- I mean, everything has some side effects. So literally you're sending these patients home with a script for masturbation. As a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if, if the pain really is coming from blood pulling around the genitals, mm-hmm. then obviously scratching Yoda behind the ears would help <laughs> because... <laughs> It would send the body a signal, like, blood, you can leave the genitals, it's okay now. I'm already seeing this false equivalence where it's like, baby, I have to have sex or I'll get blue balls. So, like, I have to have sex with you. And it's like, we're making a lot of assumptions here. Like, and it's like, okay, go nurse Mary Five Fingers, is that the ready, you know? (laughs) Yes. Speaking of side effectless prescriptions, I feel like it's this kind of whisper network thing that I have, you know, with other people occasionally about the fact that, like, if you have periods, like, masturbating can be a way of lessening or getting rid of period cramps. And, like, I almost feel like if if we were living in, like, in a society where 
I was trained to to behave as uh, in a similar attitude of entitlement. I'd be like, oh man, I'm on my period, so you have to pleasure me right now. Do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's your responsibility. <laughs> I I would never. I have never had that thought. Right. That is exactly what we're talking. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so here's where we are at um, with blue balls. It seems like quite a lot of dudes and people with testicles do get some kind of achy pain when they don't ejaculate, but it is rare for it to be super painful. Yeah. And if it happens, the best that I can tell is that it's from blood pulling into the genitals and then stretching and squashing the balls and the stuff around it. Which did leave me with this big vagina-shaped question. Can people with vaginas get blue balls? And so I asked a bunch of doctors and researchers about this. When you think of the sort of physiological processes that happen with arousal, would this be any different if you had a vagina or a penis? Technically, no. Not that I can imagine. That sensation of that heaviness and sort of that aching is still going to be there. Because the anatomy is pretty much the same. The wiring is surprisingly similar. Your clitoris enlarges, blood flow increases to the pelvic area, and I've talked to women that have had it, there's no doubt. This is like Fight Club. I'm like, oh my God, you're telling me that I've had blue balls this entire time? <laughs> Tell me. So, I mean, have you had blue? What oh, do you think of sure. Yeah, like I don't, I don't feel it as like sharp pain, but like I, as someone who has a vagina, like during periods when I'm like very aroused and can't do anything about it, I do feel discomfort and this, you know, just a kind of ache. And it becomes this kind of feeling of heavy pressure. It's like, oh boy, a storm is coming. <laughs> but you do feel it. Okay, so, so in our survey, over 40% of the people with vaginas said that they too felt something like blue balls. 40%. So one person wrote to us saying they felt sharp mm. pains. Another described it as throbbing or a deep, achy feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, cu curiously, very few people said that it was like a severe pain. It was yeah. only 1%. But still, like, for that many people to feel something like it. I mean, one person even said, I thought I was the only one. I can't wait to hear how many others feel this. I mean, I didn't I, – it's funny. I've never had a conversation about this before. Like, this is an exciting day for me. <laughs> this is great because – and, you know, we don't know a lot about this uh, and something could be going on with the testicles and the epididymis. But given mm -hmm. in our survey, a lot of people with vaginas mm -hmm. have experienced something like blue balls and a bunch of scientists are telling us that it's due to blood flow in the genital area, which is exactly the same thing that happens to vaginas, then it totally makes sense that this would happen. And so I asked Professor Carolyn Pakal, like, why all the focus on the balls? Why is this the first time that you and I are talking about it and thinking about it? And the answer, you might have guessed, rhymes with the katriarchy. <laughs> but Carolyn put it like this. I think it's because of the sort of primacy of the penis. Primacy of the Love penis. 
You know, so what she's saying is that, you know, the story a lot of us have about sex is how important it is for men to ejaculate. Sexual activity will end when the penis is done, when there's ejaculation. That is considered by many to be the end. And there's probably a lot of befuddlement as to the sexual activity not ending unless there is that orgasm associated with that penis. So people were probably like, this is not normal. You should be having an orgasm. Like you shouldn't still feel sexually aroused. Like it is, it is the, you know, the, the penis's job to be done with sexual activity and to end it. Like, and nobody's talking about the vulva and vagina involved in the sexual activity. Is it done? Is it done yet? We don't know because it has no chapter in the book. Right. This is based on this construct that like teen boys are sex monsters and teen girls are like the objects the sex monsters happen to. And it's like, I was a sex monster too, okay? And we still are sex monsters. (laughs) 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 You know, we need to change the name. Yeah. And it's not just because this isn't specifically about balls. Right. But because I talked with Dr. Jonathan Shallot about the patient who he saw. When you examined this patient, were his actual balls blue? No. <laughs> and it's not really blue. They're never really blue. You, and in all the and in, in the, the the other patients you've seen, not nothing blue. Nothing blue. Tinged blue? No. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's forget blue. Let's forget balls. Jonathan and I started thinking of some other names. You don't want it to be pelvic congestion after sustained sexual arousal no, syndrome. No, oh, no. It has to no. be like, it has to be like, you know, puffy pelvis or something. Right. Puffy pelvis, pink puffy pelvis. Puffy pelvis could be for everyone, right? Because it's not just the right. balls that hurt. Right, right. Pink puffy pelvis. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I like that. PPP, yeah. PPP, right? <laughs> like, how you feeling? Ah, last night was nice, but a little bit of PPP. I, you know, I guess I got some PPP. It's no big deal, but like, I'm a little bit off my game today. Yeah. All right. Blue balls is out. For now, the pink puffy pelvis. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been so lovely having you on the show. Thank you so much. I had no idea this would be so useful and relevant to my life. I'm so happy. (laughs) So this was just a segment from our show, Science Versus. If you want to hear more stories about sexual health, you've got to head over to our main feed. Just go into Spotify, the search function and search for Science Versus. That's Science VS. We have episodes on the elusive G-spot and this amazing interview with Dr. Joycelyn Elders that we did about trying to educate America about sex. It's a tough job. The episode is called The Legendary Condom Queen. You should definitely check it out. So just search for Science VS in Spotify. That's Science Versus. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time.